I'm in the area and it sounds like there's an active shooter in the park. People are running towards you. I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, the latest on the violent rampage at the Gilroy Garlic Festival. In the country's latest mass shooting, a gunman entered the popular event Sunday evening and fired into the crowds, killing three people, including two children, and wounding many more. Lizzie Johnson, who's been reporting on the story, is here to talk about what we're learning, about the victims, about the 19-year-old gunman, and about the weapon he used, which was illegal in California. Lizzie Johnson, right after this. Lizzie Johnson, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Lizzie, we're recording this on the afternoon of Monday, and thank you for breaking away. I know you've been covering this terrible shooting in Gilroy all day. What is the latest on the shooting and what we've learned about uh, the victims? Yeah, so police are still investigating what exactly happened at the Garlic Festival down in Gilroy. But this morning they did release the names of three of the victims. One of them was a six-year-old boy from San Jose. His name was Stephen Romero. And his family remembered him as being a very Rico Suave type character. They called him El Romantico because he liked to wear these pressed button-down shirts and liked to wear cologne when he left the house. And he had gone to the festival with his grandmother and his mother, who were also hit with bullets and remain in the hospital with injuries, along with 12 people in total, at least, that were injured that day. Um, There was also a 13-year-old girl from San Jose who was killed. Her name was Kayla Salazar and a 25-year-old named Trevor Irby. Now, police didn't confirm his identity, but his college did. He was a graduate of a New York university in 2017. So all of the victims were fairly young, which makes it especially tragic. Okay, you said that we don't have a motive yet in the shooting, but what do we know so far about the shooter? The white male adult in his 20s wearing a camel or green type scarf, camel or green top, and uh, last seen on the ranch side. The shooter is this 19-year-old man who had grown up in Gilroy. We don't know very much about him, but the FBI has said that they're investigating whether he has any affiliation with um, more radical groups. We did manage to find his Instagram account and notice that he referenced this kind of white power manifesto called Might is Right. It's this book that published in 1890 just saying that um, white people are the superior race and white nationalism is the best. So you know, it's okay. yet to say what the FBI will find. And he was killed at the scene and the gun was recovered, correct? Yes. So he was taken down by three Gilroy Police Department officers within a minute of the first 911 call. The police had sectioned the festival into different quadrants. And as soon as they saw him shooting, they went after him. And if they hadn't done that, many other people probably would have been injured or killed. Okay, what do we know about where the shooter got the weapon that he used? The 19-year-old bought the semi-automatic rifle, something akin to an AK-47 in Nevada, on July 9th, about three weeks ago, and then carried it into the state of California. You're referencing reporting in The Chronicle uh, by our colleague, Matthias Gaffney, who writes that the gun was legally purchased in Nevada, but illegal under California's assault weapons ban that's been in place for decades. It's a WASR-10 semi-automatic rifle with a detachable magazine. These types of magazines are not allowed on these types of guns in California. Um, But, of course, you can drive over the border in California. 
and it's very difficult for the police to uh, to stop you. Um, has there been any reaction to the fact that this gun was legally purchased in Nevada, but couldn't have been done so in California, and that California wants to keep these kinds of guns off the streets? Yeah. So Attorney General Becerra came out today with a statement saying that this is precisely the problem with California's stricter gun laws. Just because we have them here doesn't mean that it creates a perfect situation because our borders are so permeable. Someone can easily go to Nevada or Arizona and buy an assault rifle like this and carry it over the border. And there's really no way for them to regulate or track that unless the person who bought it gets caught. And that's usually after they've done something really terrible, like we just saw in Gilroy. Got it. Okay. Lizzie, I know that you've also been reporting all day, talking to people who were at the scene, who actually saw the shooter in what police have described as about a 30 second to one minute period before the officers were able to shoot and kill this young man. What were people saying? What were they uh, about what happened? What were they doing at the time? You got two more wounded, beer booth three. And county's been advised for the helicopters and also the level two emergency. Copy that. I'm going to try to get It was complete pandemonium. This was a family-friendly garlic festival where people were eating dinner. They were watching the band play. They were buying odd knickknacks and food items and clothing, just enjoying the Sunday afternoon together. And at first, like you hear a lot of times with shootings, they thought it was fireworks or something very different than what was happening. No one ever expects that the mass shooting to happen where they're at. And so once they realized that you had family carting strollers and children on their shoulders running as fast as they could away, but they didn't particularly know where away was because they couldn't really tell where the shooter was. And there were suspicions that there was a second shooter. Basically, confusion and pandemonium reigned as everyone tried to run for their lives. And the police said that he had entered the festival not through the gates, correct? No. How did he get in? So police think that he cut a hole through the fence kind of near the creek on the outskirts of the festival, and that's how he snuck in. And then all of a sudden he's there and he's firing. Yes. And there was some talk of a possible second suspect or at least witnesses seeing a person who they believe might be involved somehow. What's the status of that? Police are still investigating that, but they haven't been able to find any sure sign of an accomplice. It's really rare, right, for there to be a shooting like this done by more than one person. It is very rare. I mean, obviously Columbine... Um, the San Bernardino County shooting. There are instances. There are, but police have spent the entire night securing the area and searching for the second person and haven't really been able to verify anything. So it seems increasingly unlikely that there was a second accomplice involved in the shooting. Okay, that sort of brings us to something I wanted to ask you about your coverage. I mean, you've been at the Chronicle for four years. Um, You've covered a number of mass shootings already, and obviously it's a huge epidemic in the country. What has it been like um, for you as a reporter to cover these stories repeatedly? Unfortunately, I think I grew up in an age where there have been more mass shootings. It doesn't seem to have the shock value anymore. Um, But what does kind of get to you is when you hear about how young the victims are. Like this was a six-year-old boy and a 13-year-old girl and a 25-year-old boy who's just a year younger than what I am. And it's really hard to think about those people who were just going about their day, enjoying garlic flavored food, thinking that they were safe and realizing that they weren't. And so I think after a while, it does kind of wear you down, this kind of reporting. Yeah, I mean, the the police chief in Gilroy 
mentioned specifically that it seemed to be completely random and that meaning that he was shooting strangers. That's not to say that we won't see some sort of motive for why he targeted the people that he did, but just shooting left, shooting right, um, and for a six-year-old boy to be wounded, it's, it just seems senseless. It does. And seeing it's not only the six-year-old boy. I mean, he, he died, but his grandmother and mother remain in the hospital. That's an entire family. Yeah, the, Im- even... the images of that family outside the hospital waiting for their family members, but also to receive the boy's body are just it's jarring. Mm-hmm. I think after reporting on it, you start to realize that it doesn't seem like any area is truly safe from a shooting like this. You see it in movie theaters, you see it in malls, you see it in high schools, you see it in elementary schools, you see it at a garlic festival. Lizzie, what do we still need to know about this shooting? What's next in the reporting? So we need to figure out if there actually was a second accomplice. Police are still determining that right now. And also what the motive for this was. I think that will become more clear as the FBI continues their investigation. And on top of that, I also think it's important for us to continue understanding who the victims were. We have reporters down in Gilroy trying to reach out to their families and understand who these people were that were so senselessly killed. All right. Well, great work, Lizzie. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thanks to reporter Lizzie Johnson for being our guest, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. For continuing coverage of the shooting at the Gilroy Garlic Festival, go to sfchronicle.com. Archived Gilroy Police Department audio, courtesy of broadcastify.com. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.